Welcome back to Keep Off the Feds podcast, the number one Matlock Time podcast in the whole of Tunisia. Who knew? Not us, but we do now. And of course, it would not be the Keep Off the Feds podcast without my illustrious co-host, the man who made sure that this meeting is being recorded. It's Matthew Rhodes. Matt, how are you, my friend? Yes, I'm uh, very good, thank you. How are you, James? I am... ecstatic that, that you're very happy I mean of course we're recording this at a time where it's just big for Chesterfield FC have made the National League playoffs so as you can imagine Matt is more excited than a gaggle of kittens he's he's quite thrilled at the minute I know. Um, thrilled shocked aghast perhaps they're yeah. knackered more than anything uh genuinely drained me a bit watching uh Watching that game, especially when um, uh, who did we play? I just genuinely can't remember where I am at the moment. Um, wow. When Halifax well, the- had that uh, free kick in the ninety-fifth minute from about twenty yards out, I was uh, fearing the worst, but uh, thankfully it went over. And uh, yeah, with uh, Chesterfielder in the playoffs after losing seven of the first nine league games. <laughs> which is uh, pretty remarkable, really. Well, you you better get a good night's rest tonight because tomorrow, but for you listeners, it'll be later in this podcast, Matthew Rhodes will sit down, virtually that is, with Matt Locktown legend, a man who is our first news story today, how could it not be, Adam Yates, who has called time in his playing career, so keep listening this interview, uh, that interview will be in this podcast. It will be towards the end of the news, uh, something we're really looking forward to doing. And yes, uh, 24 hours ago, as we record this, I finally got the green flag from MTFC HQ and said, James, it's time to put out the announcement of. Adam Yates retiring after 12 years, over 500 games, a staple of not only the club, but the town, an era that has gone beyond anything I think any of us could have imagined has now come to an end. Something I think we could both say, we got, we got, it wells you up a bit, doesn't it? it gets you quite emotional. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, I, we, you told me a few days ago that um, this was going to be coming. Obviously, I uh, couldn't make it public yet, um, so kind of got was able to prepare myself once uh, the news was able to be, finally be uh, confirmed in public. But uh, yeah, it is just um, it is sad because, as you mentioned before, uh, longevity in terms of um, not really longevity, loyalty to uh, to just the one club. At any level now just doesn't happen as much as it used to, uh, which is why players like, you know, well, <laughs> Harry Kane for the time being at Spurs and uh, players like Noble at West Ham, uh, why um, they do get celebrated as kind of like cult heroes because, you know, they, are, they have shown immense loyalty to one. And that's why Adam Yates, as well as obviously being a very good fullback and, uh, and defender in general, um, is so loved at Matlock because he, I'm more than certain that he could have played at a higher level, could have played at National League North, but he's always stuck with Matlock. Because, um, yeah, he loved the club and still does. And, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, it is sad because it is, uh, yeah, like the, like the end of an era, really. Because, uh, obviously, Matlock have had a, quite a few ups and downs in the, in the time that he's been at the club, but he's always been through and he's sort of like being the one constant so obviously there's been a lot of different managers over that period of time and a lot of turnover um, uh, within the club as well in terms of the players so yeah he's sort of like being the one constant along with obviously you know the fans that come every game so uh, yeah it is sad and obviously that's that's been uh, shown in how much love he's got online and uh, well I'm, and I'm sure in person whenever he has like a testimonial or whenever he's just at the next game. Um, yeah, just how much love he's got at the club. It's, yeah, it's it's one of those things, it's a lot to get 
your sort of head round because Adam is such a, a staple of not only not only the play side of things, but the off the field side of things. Whenever a new member of staff joined or a new player, Adam was always the first to go over and welcome them. He was always the first to, and I'm sure Matt will agree with me, always the first to take an interest. He, you know, he always asked about you beyond football. He want, you know, he wanted to know the person, not just the, the job they do. It, it was a, you know, and I always got the sense from Adam there was a real sincerity to he he actually cared about the club. It, it wasn't just you. And I think in modern day football, especially at a higher level, you see players come along and they say, oh, yeah, it's my boyhood dream to join X club or join Y club. Adam's somebody who, and I think you've touched it briefly, Matt, there's no doubt in my mind could have played at a higher level should he have wished. And when he came into Matlock in 2009, this was a, a young man making the, the step up from Shinebrook Town to Matlock Town, um, which is no easy, easy feat, let's be honest. It's quite a few levels. And I remember in the first few games, um, I believe Adam was competing with Scott Broth for the right-back position. Um and that's then a place he made his own. Of course, he paired what might be considered one of the all-time centre-back partnerships at Matlock Town with James Lukic. He, when James Lukic retired, Adam picked up that mantle of being the leader, being the man whose voice you will always hear in the tunnel, you lads. And I just think his, his presence on every game day is going to be a miss. Of course, hopefully Adam will still be involved with the club in some regards. I don't think um, our chairman, Brian Appley, has mentioned in what sort of role yet. I believe talks are still ongoing. But it's it's one of those things. Try as you might. And, you know, there, don't get me wrong, there are some fantastic centre-backs out there, some fantastic full-backs, even at non-league level. Even if you've got a player who was as capable as Adam Yates on the playing side of things. There is only one Adam Yates. You can't replace what he means to Matlock Town on a day-to-day basis. And I, I truly hope when all this has smoothed out with the pandemic or as it's got figured out as it can, that we will be able to get together and, you know, celebrate a legacy celebrate a career and hopefully Adam's two young daughters will grow up knowing how much their dad meant to not only the club but the town in general so as I say after we've spoke about the news Matt will be having a virtual chat with Adam Um, do keep listening towards the end of this podcast it will be there to keep your ears out for it. And it's a chance for us to really celebrate Adam's legacy. Hopefully, we'll be able to sit down with Adam in person at some point. I'm sure he's got some great stories to tell. That's something we, uh, me and Matt, discussed prior to this, we'd really like to do. And looking ahead now, and I mean, it's a difficult one to sort of segue that because it's such big news. It sort of feels like still I'm expecting someone to come along and say, oh, yeah, James, it was a mistake. <laughs> you know, and it's going to be here for another few seasons or whatever. But that's not the case. But as we celebrate the present, we also must look towards the future. And just like London buses, you don't just have one bit of news. Matlock Town turned up with a dumper truck full of news and pretty much unloaded it at our feet and said, James, Matt, I heard you've got nothing to talk about on the podcast. And that's why you've been babbling. So here you go. Matt, I've heard on the grapevine, and this is this is old news now, but... I've heard that there is a new face 
soon to be debuting at the Proxicore Stadium. Um, this man you sat down with Dave Wells to talk about. Can you reveal to our listeners who perhaps don't look at social media who said player is? It is, and I've worked hard on the pronunciation to make sure it's right. It is uh, Jezerin Uchegbalam. Um, so he's come over from Mosley uh, and also has worked with Dave Wilde at uh, Stockport Town, which was Dave's uh, first uh, managerial job. Um, so he knows him very well and he's known him since, oof, since he's about 15, I think. Um, so, yeah, he's still only 20. And, uh, yeah, apparently just a lot of raw potential still uh, for full details. Have a look at the interview. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it does seem like he's a good, like, uh, an interesting sort of exciting signing as in, like, he's very, very quick from um, what we've heard from Wildy and from Philo as well when I've uh, seen the quotes that um, he said in terms of uh, what kind of player Ruchekbalam is. Um, so yeah, it looks like he's going to be a player that's going to get fans excited by and really invested in. So he'll be running up and down that wing, but I think as he's matured a little bit in the last sort of 12, 18 months, he's, um, sort of matured his game a little bit from what Wildy has said. So I think he had a tendency of just running down that wing and just just going for goal, but as he's getting a little older, he's, he's more aware of the team game as opposed to just his own individual one. And yeah, it does sound like it's a pretty good signing. Um, because I've not I've not seen him in in person so far playing the game, but it does sound uh, does sound very good. And um, so it's a good sign when a lot of the Matlock players that use social media, pretty much I think all of them said, yeah, it's a really good signing. Looking forward to him starting so um yeah should be should be good player and looking forward to seeing him play uh well first pre-season game i imagine so that's works with early july so yeah should be good we will be moving on to those pre-season game announcements after we've gone through the play news of course but as you say i, I think jazz is somebody who talking to my sources at other clubs and talking to the lads at Matlock in particular, he's somebody who's very direct, he likes to get at his full backs, he's not afraid to pull out a few tricks if need be, and I think it's something that in non-league it's so valuable, because if you've got players who's going to get into the box, who's going to, you know pull out a few tricks they are going to end up getting taken downwards twice which can lead to penalties, which can lead to free kicks in dangerous areas. Not only that, this is a, a, you know, we must say this is still a very young man. However, it's somebody that has potential and it's, it's still very raw potential. But I don't think there's any better team in non-league currently for that potential to grow than Matt Uptown. Having someone like the gaffer, having someone like Dave Wilde, and, and Dave in particular, he, you could tell there's a strong belief there. There's a strong bond. And I think that can only be a real positive for Matlock going forward. And hopefully, as we say, sixth, is it 6th of July? First preseason friendly, I believe. Uh, yes, I believe that's... Uh... Yeah, what can't remember what day that is, uh, but yeah, uh, Friday, uh, I believe it is. So yeah, Friday night, I think on the, uh, I think it is anyway. But yeah, on the sixth of July, I think. So uh, no, yeah, it should a, be uh, should be good. It's a Tuesday. Oh, well, we, not, not too far off then. <laughs> we, we do we do play on Friday the ninth as well. Yes, because uh, I knew there was one there on the Friday night because I am at a, a stag do the day afterwards, so that could be interesting. But uh, thank God it's the other way around. But uh, not the other way around. But um, yeah, I'll uh, I'll be there at the game and then uh, uh, heading down to Liverpool, I believe, for a stag do the day after that. Did get an invite. Won't take it personally. <laughs> or, so this game's coming up. We will hopefully see Jez in that game which is exciting itself. So plant that one in your diaries if you haven't already. Live, in person, 
football at Matlock with fans. And Fingers be, crossed. Yeah, and there'll be coverage of it, but I can't fully commit in terms of exactly what will be happening for the coverage, but it should be good. It should be very good. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned for that as well. I tell you now, I don't know. Of course, our listeners won't be able to see it, but Matt must have quite the extension lead for all these plugs he's whipping out today. When it yeah. comes to... He's, he's a man who comes prepared. That's a journalist, my, my friends. He's somebody who, who knows where to pop those plugs in. But saying that, Jez is a new arrival, but there's also some familiar faces staying at Matlock Town. Can you get a lowdown on those gentlemen, Matt? Uh, yeah, if you can remember all of them, there's a, there's a few. Um, so Liam Hughes will definitely be staying, which uh, don't feel come as too much of a surprise because uh, Liam has made it really clear that he really, really likes being at Matlock, very keen on staying, I'd imagine, for the foreseeable. Um, and yeah, as uh, already as a really... Good rapport with, uh, with the Matlock fan base as well, um, with what he does off the pitch as well as on the pitch. As we all know, he's a um, big mental health advocate. So um, that's also worth uh, following as well in terms of uh, keeping in touch with him on social media because uh, the stuff that he does is very, very important. Um, so, yeah, uh, Liam Hughes is staying, so he'll be there up top again for Matlock. And I would imagine... Um, Still being probably the captain, or at least you know one of the more influential leaders on the team. Uh, who else is staying? Uh, Reese Kendall, he's staying, isn't he? He is the yeah, dynamic left back or most improved player. Somebody who yeah. came to the side, took the reins of that left back position, and made it his own, and wasn't afraid to pop up with an odd goal here or there either. I mm. think we've got a lot more to come from Reese, and it's an exciting player to tie down for another season. Mm, yep, so uh, Kendall's staying, uh, Sean Rowley is staying. Uh, that, don't don't think we've covered that before, have we? Um, uh, we have not, but he is the man who makes the sweetest saves in non-league. Just, uh, yeah, which is fantastic that we've retained him, because, yeah, just, just purely in terms of shot-stopping, uh, fantastic. Uh, I've seen him in the flesh and I can tell you, I've, I think I've already seen him make more saves than what David De Gea has in his whole career. Oh, um, <laughs> I wouldn't and, swap uh, him. I wouldn't swap him for anything. Well, not, not when it comes to penalties, no. Well, I, I was talking about that, Lux Lee, but you're just heaping. I hope, I hope the gaffer don't listen to this. Or we'll be oh, I'm, I'm sure he'll agree with me, David De Gea, <laughs> when it comes to penalties. I think, I think yeah. I've got more chance of saving them. I'm only five foot six. Um, oh, mate, I'd, I'd, I'd kill to be five foot six. <laughs> um, yeah, Sean, Sean's brilliant for me. I wouldn't swap him for any other goalkeeper in the league. I think he's somebody. Who's coming at a difficult time? Obviously, John Stewart's departed. We know about that prior to the pandemic halted season. But so Sean came in with big boots to fill. And he's somebody who he just gets on the job. Some of the saves he pulled off, that Grantham one in particular, that was award winning. Mm. It, it is such a vital part of your team to have a top goalkeeper. I, I honestly believe it's one of those positions that truly is underappreciated because it's, it's easy as a striker to get the man of the match vote for scoring goals. It's it's easier for a defender, say they chuck an elastic challenge. But good saves sometimes go under the radar. And Sean's somebody who's, uh, as you say, shot-stopping, is second to none. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, really good. Uh, the uh, couple of saves that he made against South Shields away from home as well was uh, was very good when uh, South Shields were <laughs> throwing everything at Matlock in that second half. Um, so, yeah, uh, really good that they've managed to uh, keep him on uh, for at least uh, another season. Um, and we've got Ryan Qualter, who, uh, what did he win? He won... Player of the season, didn't he? Or signing of the season? 
Signing of the season. Signing Big the season. Ryan Coulter. We tried to give him the award, but he headed it away. <laughs> the big man is back for another season. Uh, wow. Talk about players who could be playing at a higher level. What a big boost for Matt Lockdown that has tied that man down for another year. He yeah. is somebody, especially with Adam Yates' retirement, it was so vital to get another leader in that defensive unit. And having somebody like Ryan Coulter and you know, we don't know whether, of course, non-contracted players we should add haven't been announced yet because of the, the forms haven't gone out. It's usually the 1st of July, although with Macy, I don't know if it's different this year because of the pandemic. That's not something that I am aware of. However, the players that uh, Matt's mentioning are contractors, which is why they've been announced. So to have somebody like Ryan, who, for my money, is a National League North defender, if not higher. To have somebody like that in your back line and have that steel and have that grit and determination, it, there's a reason he won that signing of the season award. And I feel if Matt Lacasse have a good season in the 21-22 season, Ryan's going to be vital. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's... Uh, yeah, he was, he was my... Uh... Sort of a player of the well, let's <laughs> say the season. I mean, what a quarter of the season that we had. So it's it's unfortunate because obviously there's um, so many uh, decent additions that Matlock have made, and obviously the fans have not still not really seen much. I mean, fans that still haven't really seen much that much of of Philo and Wildy as as you know as as running the team. There's, there's still not been that many games, which is strange because obviously they've been in charge for. Uh, you know, coming up to 18 months now. So it is a strange position. So I think, um, yeah, once obviously, fingers crossed, everything's fine uh, for this season. Uh, obviously, with seemingly in a good place in terms of where the pandemic's now going, uh, then, uh, you know, fans can actually be, start to see these players week in and week out and really see how, how good they are, especially for this level. Uh, and yeah, Qualt is definitely one of them. Um, and yeah, the last one uh, was uh, Callum Chippendale, I believe, who also picked up, I think, an injury as well around that time. So uh, again, even fans who were able to go to some of the games over the last season probably didn't get to see that much of him either. But uh, yeah, another good player uh, that Philo and Wildy really likes. Very good work rate. And yeah, really good that we've kept him on for another season at least. Having Callum come back in, it's, it's going to be like a new signing. I don't feel, in pre-season, up to when he got injured against Tamworth, we hadn't really, we saw a player that was sort of coming into his own. He was, you know, he'd made that move across the A6 and he was melding into the squad. Sadly, he picked up that injury. And as we said, because there was only a quarter of the season, we never really got going again, got back up to speed, but he did put in some great performances um, towards the end of that, well, I don't know even if you could call it a season. But there is one man you forgot, Matthew. You forgot the wing wizard himself, Alex Bird. Have whoops. So <laughs> good we'll journalism. Have put, we'll have to put you into the corner for that one because he'll not be happy. But he is the man who brings the assists to that Matlock Town team. And my word, I have seen some wingers during my time watching Matlock Town. Alex Byrne is up there in the conversation for one of the best. Some of the passes, and I mean, the one that sticks in my mind in particular, that ball to Liam for the goal against Ashton, when he took it down his chest, fired a volley home, I've never seen somebody with that sort of delivery at Matlock for many a year. And having that in your locker and knowing you've got that to call on, and then you've got the pace and the trickery of Jez possibly on the other side, that's going to be a formidable attack for a defence to try and stop. And it's going to add space. It's going to add pull-away markers from Liam, from any other forwards. 
that may be playing for Matlock at that time. And it's going to open many doors to different attacks, different styles of play. And hopefully, I noticed, and it'd be interesting if you agree with this, Matt, watching Matlock in that quarter season that we did, there was a lot of fluid attacking play. A lot of it was on the front floor. Matlock didn't really sit back. It was always trying to get at defenders. It was a lot about work rate. And that's what I think a lot of fans... We'll see again this coming season and we'll really like. Yeah, I think the best example of that was against Ashton, uh, where we won 4 1. Ashton were a good team as well. Um, well, uh, certainly at that time, with the players that they had, I don't, I don't know how many changes they're going to make uh, between now and uh, the start of the season. But yeah, that's probably the best example of that in terms of how they were going to play and get their goals. And uh, yeah, Matlock were great in that. But even in the, you know, uh, they were still impressive in the games where they kind of had to sit back a bit and couldn't really go on the front foot that they'd like to, like in the South Shields game um, and one of the Grantham away ones, just because it's uh, <laughs> with uh, the kind of venue it is, it's quite an awkward, uh, awkward venue to be trying to play any decent style of football, not to be too harsh on them, but uh but yeah, even for games where they were sort of having to sort of um, dial it back a bit and uh, soak up a lot of pressure and uh, just showed how good the Matlock defence is as well. Um, obviously, we don't know in terms of uh, whether they're going to stay in terms of players like Edgerton and players like that. Uh, don't know for certain whether they'll be there next season. But uh, yeah, just showed how good Matlock's defence was. And it's a shame that we didn't get to see them throughout like a whole campaign and see exactly where they would have finished in the table with that. So uh, it'll always be a shame because we'll never know how they would have got on, whether they would have made the top five or not. But just got to put that behind you. Um, it's nothing they could, nothing they could do about, and uh, just uh, make sure they're best uh, prepped as best as possible for this coming campaign. Because there's every chance that we are finally going to get a normal, traditional, actual full season. So. Uh, we just need to uh, try and think about that rather than dwell on the past. But of course, with new additions, players getting retained, comes departures, of course. As Prue mentioned, Adam Yates has retired. There's also been the departure of Callum Dolan. Callum, a winger who never really found his footing at my I never feel we really saw the best from him. And uh, it, I think it's one of those where it'll be looked at, is it um, a good move for both parties? Hopefully, Callum will go on and he'll find a club and he'll find his feet because there's, there's definitely ability there. It's just finding how to get that out of it. And I think a lot of that has to come from Callum himself and getting into a place where he's comfortable, getting that desire, that hunger, because there's a reason teams like Manchester United, teams like Blackburn took a chance on it. And you, you can see it. We saw glimmers at times, especially in pre-season, of what a special talent he could be. And hopefully, you know, Matlock, uh, ex-Matlock players have a habit of coming back to haunt Matlock in games they go up against us. Um, Nathan Joyce comes to mind um, a few years back. Hopefully that will not be the case with Callum, but we wish him, everybody here at the Keep Off the First podcast, wishing the best of luck. But it's not just Callum and Yatesy. We found out yesterday that Spencer Harris is departing the club after, well, pretty much two seasons, but it was two cut up into weird sort of chunks because of the pandemic. Um, Spencer just a bulldog in midfield um, came in first season under Steve Kittrick. It was what it was, but he really found his footing. And I feel under Philo when he came back, we saw Spencer was a different beast. He came back um, a lot fitter and it felt like he had the bit between his teeth and to then be shut down again by the pandemic. It, it was a shame, but I feel like Spencer can be very proud of his time that he spent at Matlock. And it, it was an absolute pleasure 
from a media side and from a fan side to, to get to know Spencer and know his family, who are extremely supportive of him. Uh, be, we will miss seeing them at the ground, of course. So we wish Spencer all the best from everyone here at Keith Defence Podcast. There will be more incomings. There might be more outgoings. I don't know. Over the coming weeks, we will sit here. We will discuss them. We might have new players on. We might have the gaffer on. Who knows? But that is all your player news in a lovely, neatly wrapped bow. But that's not all the news that we got this week. No, no. We also got some friendly news, as we've touched on. Now, I'm going to run through these games, Matt, quickly. And there's only four been announced currently, but when I've done so, I'd like to know which one of these games you are most looking forward to. So, starting on the 6th of July, which of course is Tuesday, we will play Works with Ivanhoe. And this game has big silverware implications because Works with Ivanhoe are celebrating their 100th season. And it is an absolute privilege and honour for us to host them in their Centenary Cup. We will play our test. Uh, play ourselves against them. It'll be interesting. Should be a great evening. That will be at the Protocol Stadium. It's a half seven kickoff. So put that down in your diaries. Hopefully, depending, I'm not sure how the country will be yet, but with COVID and stuff, keep an eye on the relevant social media pages. If anything should change, that will be on there. But that is a, your first chance to see Matlock Town in the 21-22 season. And if you're thinking, well, I hope it's not long until the next game, then do not worry, because we will be, once again, at home against Boston United on Friday the 9th of July. And that one has a 7.45pm kickoff. And that is Boston and Matlock over the years have had some fantastic rivalries, some fantastic games. Boston now playing in the National League North will be a test for Paul Phillips' gladiators to see where they are early on in pre-season. Now, our third game that's been out so far pre-season is a return to Brighouse Town, St. Giles Road, on the 24th of July at midday. That's a midday kickoff. That is always a good place to visit. They're absolutely fantastic hosts last time. Reese Kendall's old team, of course. He captained Matlock in the... 2020-21 season, pre-season friendly we had with them, which was a fantastic touch by Paul, the gaffer. So that's another one to look forward to. That is a midday kickoff again, away at Brighouse Town. And then rounding us off the friendlies we've got out so far, is Sheffield FC on the 31st of July, which is, you'll have to bear with me, is a Saturday, 3pm kickoff, at the BT Local Business Stadium. Uh, what do you say about Sheffield FC? Oldest club in the world, an absolute pleasure to play them. It's always great to catch up with some old faces and meet new ones. It That promises to be a great game. There is more pre-season games to be announced in the coming weeks, so keep an eye on the relevant social media feeds. Matthew, which of those four games takes your fancy in particular? Which one... Are you most excited to see? Uh, the first one, I think, works with uh, just just because I think it'll because it, it's the first one. I imagine it'll be works with's first game back as well, with it being early in July. Uh, yeah, I would say that one just because obviously it's not a competitive match, but you got a nice little trophy to play for uh, for works with uh, centenary, so it should be a good atmosphere. And obviously, that's like uh, Matlock's. Sort of sister team, feed the team, so it should be a good, friendly atmosphere. I'd imagine, obviously, if uh, the roadmap has gone to plan, then it should be no limits in terms of crowds. Possibly still social distancing, but uh, yeah, it should sort of feel a bit like normality, <laughs> and it's just just gonna gonna be nice to finally have that first uh, feeling uh, yet. So. Um, so yeah, I would probably say that one, uh, the works with one. And as I mentioned before, uh, there will be coverage for it. Um, and well, I, I can't go into 
full details yet, but uh, from what it looks like, it'll be quite detailed, <laughs> especially considering it's a pre-season game. So, uh, but we'll give you full details on that when we can. But uh, yeah, so if you can't be at the game, I, uh, I'd imagine you'd certainly be able to follow it quite easily as well. But, uh, but yeah, it'll be good. And it'll just be good to finally be back at a Matlock game. Um, I've been, well, I have now been to a game finally since December when Matlock played that weird training game against Trafford. Um, uh, went to watch Kerno versus Cascadia in the uh, Kanifa International Federation. Uh, just a friendly match. It was nice because it was just, it was, it, it, it it had fans there and um, it, you still had to do like social distancing and stuff. And like when you went into the clubhouse, you, you had to wear a mask uh, before you could sit down. But, you know, it, we are getting there. We are close. It actually felt quite normal-ish and it was just nice. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, for me, works with, yeah, the first one. Just really looking forward to finally getting back and hopefully starting... Uh, a full season's coverage, which I would quite like to do <laughs> at some point. I mean, speaking of maths, I may come to you to Don one purely because people say it's an improvement. So if you see me still wearing a mask at a game, know that it's just to hide my face a bit more than anything to be worried about. But as you say, Worksworth, Sister Club, a real chance for the community to come together to celebrate the people we've lost during the pandemic to celebrate, hopefully return to normality. And everything in between, it's been such a long time since Saturday's been something to look forward to. I mean, today, I said to Matt prior to this, uh, doing this pack, I said, oh, um, I'll not keep you too long because I've got to go and do the food shopping. I'm like, I, I, I don't want to go do the food shopping. Classic I Saturday, that. I want, to see, I want to see Hughesy bang a goal into the top corner. I want to see Ryan Qualter make a fantastic clearance. I want to see Sean Rowley pull off a top save. You know, it bookends the week so nicely. It's something to look forward to. And it keeps you going. It keeps that steam behind you. And I think that's what we need as a, as a football club and as people, as humans. So hopefully... All things going well. We will be back playing football much sooner than later. Um, before we go into the Adam Yates um, interview with Matt, I will hand you over to Matt. He will be doing that on his own um, more than anything because he is the better interview between us, in my opinion. I've not told him that, though. Um, well, uh, I, we'll let the jury go out on that one. Uh, yeah, yeah, fair enough. I'm, I'm sure they'd probably agree with you. So, <laughs> um, we want us to take a minute to mark our respects to the family and friends of um, a player who played numerous times against Matlock, a player who was a friend of many Matlock Town players, and that is James Dean, who sadly passed away recently. Um, I know a lot hasn't been revealed about James's passing, but he was somebody who was very well loved, very well respected. And no matter who he played for, whether it was FC Halifax Town, whether it was Chile FC, or whether it was even our rivals, Bucks and FC, there was always a respect there from the football community for James as a player and as a person. And to lose some part of the football family is always sad for it to be a young man with a young family as well. Um, I know there is a Just Giving page for James, um, I believe. Surely have tweeted out. So please, if you do want to, donate in any way to help his family with funeral costs and such, please do so. Also, we, we emphasise this again, as we do in a lot of podcasts, as Matt mentioned about Liam Hughes and Wand and everything they do. Mental health for a lot of us has taken a hit this year. 
and the year prior, it's so important to look after yourself, look after other people, um, talk to people. There's always somebody out there, you know, although it may not always feel like it, who loves you, who cares about you, and they want what's best for you. And sometimes the first few steps are the hardest. I've taken them. I know Matt's taken them. He spoke about it in the past. I know Liam Hughes, who, let's face it, you, you know, you're not going to meet a more manly man than Liam Hughes. He's, what, 6'5", built like a brick house. Uh, obviously, I missed a word there because I'm behaving myself. But it can affect anybody. And you wouldn't not... If you broke your leg, you'd go and get treatment. You won't walk, try and walk around with a broken leg. Mental health no different, so please don't suffer in silence. Seek out help if you need it. And once again, rest in peace to James Dean. Now we will move on to the part of the podcast where I will be departing, but my illustrious co-host Matthew Rose will be speaking with Matt Lockdown legend, 12 years, over 500 games, a man who embodies everything that Matt Lockdown is. I will now hand you over to Matthew Rose chatting with Adam Yates. Hello, uh, this is Matthew Rhodes, and I'm joined by, uh, well, Matlock Town legend, uh, Adam Yates, uh, because, of course, uh, we've heard uh, the recent news that uh, Adam has decided to hang up the boots and uh, his uh, footballing career as, uh, as a player, at least, uh, has now come to an end, which is uh, very sad news, just not just for Matlock, but uh, for uh, the local region and for non-league uh, football as well. So, uh I'll, I'll try not to uh, break down in tears uh, halfway through the interview, Adam. But uh, Adam, uh, how are you today, first of all? I'm OK. I'm OK. Um, as you know, I've got my hands full now with, with two little girls running around. We had a bit of a night of it last night. So, yeah, just getting used to used to routines. And, yeah, it just adds uh, very much a, another dynamic to the, to the family. Um, but yeah, you, you know you know better than better than me as well, Matt. It's uh, it's a juggling act sometimes. But yeah, a little bit tired this morning, but we're fine. Well, I mean, I look really tired, and uh, I, don't, I weren't even up like uh, having to <laughs> deal with uh, the child last night. So this is the effect that uh, it's had on me already. Um, yeah. yeah for, well, first question, really. Uh, I mean, obviously, there's no, there's no point really asking you how you feel. Obviously, it's it's. Uh, you know, a, a sad moment in terms of the career, but obviously the, the best decision for you in terms of uh, um, uh, your family, which is obviously the, the number one top priority. But uh, I guess, first of all, sort of how long did it take for you to come to this decision? Was it something that sort of kind of hit you and thought, actually, I, I don't need to do another season. It's kind of it's not my priority anymore or has this been something that's that that's that you've been mulling over for quite a while it's a difficult one really um it's i think it was a, an accumulation of things all all at once really and me and my me and my wife rachel we, we had a chat when when we were looking to to add to the family and we thought we, well we just we just thought oh we'll we'll play football by here and because it's obviously been a, a huge part of my life up until now uh, and and see how it pans out, and it. I think within the first few weeks, it was apparent that that it, it kind of it it wouldn't be right for me to kind of go back to football and be able to give hundred percent as I have been in in the past. Because that the last thing I want is is to um, go back to pre season and start the season next year and not not be fully committed and not be able to give hundred percent to the club and and. Yeah, and and then there's also another dynamic that that I've kind of had a career development as well in February, and I've got a I've got a new a new job in in telecoms, and and I'm wanting to kind of put my full efforts into that as also. So yeah, it's just an accumulation of things, and and that time of life where it, other things take precedent, and and like so, the last thing I'd want to do is is not be able to give hundred percent to Matlock Town on on the field. Um, I, I, I think it's 
been made apparent as well on social media that um, I, I want I want to still be part of the club if, if possible, and and it, with the little time that I have, kind of have have be able to help help out where I can, and and I'll, I'll be going down to Lane and and things like that. So I won't be a stranger to, to the club, but yeah, it's just definitely an accumulation of things that that come to a head, really. Okay, and uh, I imagine um, it must. Well, obviously, now that you've made the decision and it's gone public, uh, I imagine it must be very frustrating um, that you, your career's ended without fans being there. Because I think, I'm right in saying, the last competitive match that you will have played, I think it, there were no fans at all. It was at a time when um, only you know uh, coaching staff and, and media were allowed to be at the game. Um, just how strange is it sort of to know that your last season uh, with the club was only played sort of like a handful uh, of times in front of actual fans sort of how how strange is that to look back on it is I don't know if you know my last competitive game because I can't I can't actually remember it um, uh, and, and which was... One it was I know we I know we played Hyde in a in a friendly away I think it was the uh, FA Trophy game uh, where uh, you got beat by. Oh, there's two teams that sound exactly like one another, and I always get them mixed up. Um, trying to remember who it was now. Uh, but yeah, you got. <laughs> it was a bit of a surprise because they were a, a, a tier below you, but you got beat. I think five two. Was that the last sure. competitive game? Then was it? Yeah, I think it was, yeah. Right. God, that's a long time ago as well. Oh, it's early December. I can't remember the exact name of the side, but yeah, I I know it. Yeah, I can remember that that game. But yeah, it's frustrating, Matt. And everyone involved with the club, we're in a pandemic, so football takes takes back seat. But um, yeah, looking back, it probably is is sad to to think that, that yeah, and what's gone on, it's just, yeah, awful timing and I think we, we would have had a really good opportunity last year, especially with the squad that that, that Philo and the and the backroom staff put together. I think we could have had a really good go. Um and it is frustrating from that point of view. Um because uh, many frustrations to be honest over the over the years and especially with the with the league league um performances and lack of consistency over the years. It's been a real frustration for me. I know we've had a little bit of success in the cup competitions, Derbyshire Cup, FA Trophy, FA Cup, bit little bits. Um, but yeah, that's the main one for me, main kind of frustration that we haven't kind of been consistent through it. We've had we've had spells where we've under Dave Frecklington where we've we've gone 10, 11, 12 games unbeaten. I can't remember what it was, but we had a really good run and it's just that consistency over the full course of the year that that we've seemed to lack, um, and that's a real frustration for personally for me. Uh, just remember, it Coles Hill Town. That was the team I couldn't think was of it? at first, but yeah, it is a Col- yeah. Colville and a Coles Hill, and you played right, both you those you. teams in the space of about two weeks. So uh, yeah. I kept getting mixed up between the two. Um, yeah, I think you've uh, touched on it a little bit before, but um, uh, well, but before uh, this uh, this interview today. But uh, uh, now that obviously, well, if this government roadmap um, uh, does end successfully in terms of when uh, all restrictions that are still in place at the moment will be lifted, which I think I'm right in saying is uh, June the 21st. Uh, so by the time uh, the new season starts, uh, there shouldn't be uh, any uh, restrictions. Uh, at all or certainly nowhere near as strict as it has been um, so will you be looking for like uh, or would you like to have uh, like a, a testimonial uh, for yourself um, not necessarily in pre-season but uh, sort of like at some point within the next within the next year to have uh, a testimonial just so you can have like um, like a final send-off in front of uh, in front of the Matlock fan base That'd be fantastic, and if the if the club see see fit for that to happen, then yeah, that think that kind of put the cherry on the cake for me really in terms of the last twelve years. Um, yeah, that that'd be fantastic. Get some old faces back back to the lane, and who, who perhaps I've not seen for a, for a good deal of time because.
clubs, etc., etc. So it'd be nice to, to bring some of those faces back together from from the early days when Mark Atkins was 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 in charge. And um, yeah, it it would be it would be really nice to to do something like that if if the club see fit. Yeah, and I know you've touched on this a little bit before as well uh, since uh, we started chatting. But um, in obviously not necessarily like within the next uh, few weeks or anything like that. But uh, I take it you you would be keen in um, just having some sort of capacity being involved with the with the club in some sort of uh, backroom facility. Would that involve? Uh, would you like the idea of doing some sort of coaching or just some sort of other? different role rather than just just being a, a spectator for future matches yeah at this early stage when when I've got kind of two children under five I've got limited time and and the time that I do have away from my my nine to five job I want to be spending a lot of time with them but with the time that I do have I'm more than happy to and I've already said this to Philo and 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 Dave and and the backroom staff that any any way I can help in next year if if anything at all then just give me a shout and um because I, I feel as though I've got quite a bit of experience at this level and I've probably seen <laughs> seen a lot of stuff go on and I, I, I probably know what's effective at this level as well in terms of um right players and and what expectations and uh, at this level it's it is it is hard, Matt. It is hard, especially for lads at this level who are, who are juggling jobs and uh, family commitments. It's it's not like the pro game where you've just kind of got to concentrate on on playing and 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 then you've got your family. It's kind of you've got to juggle the two jobs and the two commitments, and um, you've got to be in the right headspace um, to play games on a Saturday. You've got to eat right. You've got to look after yourself. Um, so yeah, there's just that many things that you have to juggle at this level. It's it's perhaps if I if I was in the pro game, I, I might have been ex- be able to extend my my career till what because I, I feel physically and mentally okay. I feel as though I, I can still perform at, at this level. It's just the commitment side of it is 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 it's come to a head really. Yeah, and I've not got this written down actually, but it's just uh, uh, coming to my head uh, when when you did. Um... Uh, first tell Matlock, I assume you, you either told uh, uh, Bryn, the chairman, or uh, Philo, the manager. What 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 was uh, what was like Philo's uh, reaction? Was it quite a big surprise to him when you told him that uh, you, you, your playing days are now have actually come to an end? Yeah, because I'd not really discussed it with anyone, Matt, other than other than my wife and and probably my dad. Um, so it, it it probably did come as a shock to Philo, but I wanted to. I wanted to be open with him on on my thoughts and be honest, and and I felt I did that. Um, but Philo was was supportive in in all that, and um, I I appreciate his support. But yeah, I think I think potentially it was a little bit shocked to start off with, but I I felt as though it was the right time, and I feel as though it was perhaps the right time to for him to to make any adjustments to the to the squad with my absence that's necessary. Um, I didn't want to kind of leave it till the last day before pre- going back for pre-season and say, oh, by the way, um, the, this is what's going to happen. I feel as though I perhaps gave him enough time to to juggle things and perhaps get the, get a player in or two players in that that could could fill the void or, or whatever whatever he needs to do, really. But, yeah, I felt as though I gave him enough time to to make any changes. Okay, and with uh, with the last couple of questions, we'll uh, we'll take uh, a quick trip down memory lane. Uh, now, as uh, well as myself as a Chesterfield supporter, I will always hold you in high regard for being in a Matlock team that knocked out Mansfield Town uh, in the FA Trophy. <laughs> so uh, I'll always congratulate you for that. But uh, is there uh, is there any other uh, particular game that sort of stands out for you where uh, uh, as a highlight uh, while at Matlocks? So I know where. Uh, I know where uh, there's been particular FA Trophy games where you've caused an upset that I'm sure you're holding high regard. But uh, any other particular games that you know we that you have very uh, very happy memories of? So many, so many. I have I have flashbacks all the time of particular games, and because you've played that many games, that the old kind of in a way merge into one. But there are certain games that you get little flashbacks about. I know. 
played FC United many times over the years, and and when we when we went to uh, Staley Bridge and 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 beat them five one away, um, and Mark Atkins was was in charge then, and I think Ross Hanna maybe maybe scored from the halfway line in that game, and that was a real special game to be involved in. Uh, there was a max crowd at Staley Bridge. It was a, a beautiful uh, summer's day. It was yeah, it was really fond memories of that one, and then also. I think we had an, an FA Trophy run uh, where we just missed out. Did we play Luton? Oh, we may have played Luton at home in the FA Trophy. We missed out 1-0 from a, a goal that I think it just crossed the line. Um, and the li- the linesman flagged for it to be over the line, but it was a very dubious decision. So we nearly pushed Luton to, to extra time and penalties and or it may have been a replay actually. So yeah, there's a few games that stand out, but yeah, the FC United games are special with, with the bit bumper crowds and, and playing people like Scarborough where, where we have big crowds at the lane there. They're special. And uh, yeah, last question, sort of uh, putting you on the spot a little bit here, but um, uh, what what's, if you were sort of, uh, Maybe name a couple of players or one in particular. Who's the sort of best player that you've played with? Who would you say have been the best players that you've played against? Well, I'll start with God. I've put you on the spot here, Anna. I I know. As as I said before, Matt, I played with with many great players down the lane. Um, And I had a chat with Rico in the week as well, and he he, he asked a similar question. But, um, and, one one chap who I didn't mention in the interview with Rico is is James Lukic. Um, where do I start? So James is fantastic lad on and off the field. He he actually employed me for a short time when I was at university studying, and uh, I worked for his company for a short time with with James, and he kind of took me under its wing since since the first day I walked into the club. Really, uh, he was captain at the time when I first joined, and. Mark gave him a chance uh, alongside James, and I think we we played a number of seasons together. And um, yeah, it was a fantastic time, and I learned so much from from James. And um, yeah, I, I was kind of part of his family at one point. His wife and his 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 um, children, fantastic family. So yeah, J- James has been a cracking lad for me um, during my time at Matlock. I, I think I also mentioned to Rico as well about Ross Hanna and and his success at, at Matlock Town. I think it's great that he's come back to the club and it's a little bit disappointing for me that I can't spend time with him during this year and and um, yes, hopefully get the success that, that the club wants and and needs in a way. Um, and then also Zach Brunt, who was, at, who was at Sheffield United now, Virgin on the first team, he, he's a special talent and yeah, watch his space for Zach because I, I just think the sky's the limit for that guy. He, he spent a short time at Matlock when um, Kirky and Oppo were, were managers and you could just see he stood out of country miles. And he's such a cracking lad and his family are great as well. So, yeah, I just I just wish him all the best. And then then last part of your question as well about players that I've perhaps played against. The, God, the, there's so many. There's so, so many. Imagine uh, um, Robbie Dale must be quite high up there, the Blythe guy. Yeah, Rob, Robbie Dale. Many, many games against Robbie Dale, and he was the he's the king of the chop, and you don't know which way he's going to go. And yeah, he's 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 up there, and obviously Jamie Vardy and and people like that. The the great Halifax side who, who won our league with Danny Holland and Lee Gregory and Jamie Vardy up front. That was that was special and. Um, I think we managed to get a draw at, at their place, and that was a that was a really good game. We hung on to a point, and but yeah, played against some special teams. Obviously, the special teams like FC Knighty with Carlos Carlos Rocker and Joe, Jerome Wright and and uh, Norton up front. Yes, yeah, spe- special special sides. But uh, I think I also mentioned to this to Rico in in his in, in short interview as well. Um, playing against Jack Lester in the preseason friendlies for Chesterfield, Jack just. It was something different. It was, it, yeah, it's hard to explain, but he's, he's no how and bringing other players into the game and his strength and just his composure on the ball. Jack Lester for me was fantastic. And then, yeah, just so, so many players that that have got so much ability. And yeah, it, it'll be, be sad to think that I'm not able to 
put a shirt on again and compete against these these special players. But that's I'm sure my my spot at Matlow Town will be filled by by uh, another another willing young lad that uh, that hopefully can go on and, and do similar to what I've done. Okay, lovely stuff there, Yatesy. Uh, yeah, all, all that's left uh, for me to say uh, in the interview is uh, happy retirement. And uh, yeah, you're uh, you're a legend of the club, and uh, I'm sure everyone uh, when uh, Matt Locker back pre-season will be uh, eager to speak to you, and uh, I imagine buy you a pint as well. <laughs> of course, I think I've got a few pints to to buy as well, and I just want all right. <laughs> just just, be, just before we finish, Matt, I just want to say like a special thank you to all the volunteers at Matt Lock and. And a lot of people down there commit a lot of time and, and effort into the club and particularly people like Bev and Trav and, and Jed, uh, the kit men. Um, just Bev's looked after us and the players for, for years and years and don't get the, the credit that, that, they actually, that, they, that they're due, really. So I just want to take huge hats off as well as, well as you and James as well, because you do a cracking job and so many people down the lane commit so many hours and... Um, time into into Matlock Town for, for very little reward. So I just want to take my hats off to them and and thanks for all the supporters support over the years and and yeah it's been it's been emotional and one of the hardest decisions I've had to make. Um so yeah, I'm getting a bit emotional here, but so yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> no, no problem at all. Uh thank you very much for your kind words. Uh, I didn't pay you too much to say that, so thank you. <laughs> no problem. No 